Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Hi guys, so welcome to another episode of the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. Today I'm going to take you through five reasons why you're not building muscle. Now, this is uh, promptly amped as I am in a lean muscle gaining phase. And one of the most common things that I hear from people is that they can't gain muscle, they can't get bigger, etc., etc., etc. So there is one main reason, well, there's one main reason, there's five main reasons I'm going to discuss with you today as to why I think you're probably struggling to gain muscle if you're one of these individuals. Now, I just found it quietly amped today when I actually, um, I trained legs Today, I train legs again on Thursday. And funny enough, both of the exercises involve a pendulum squat. Both of them, after each exercise, end up lying on the floor, hyperventilating, pretty much about to die and be sick. Uh, I felt I was going to be, I had my, both my hands were numb. I was in a real bad situation. However, it was an absolutely beautiful set both times. So, Thursday, I was at Ultimate Performance in Marbella, a phenomenal session with my man Mike, uh, Big Theo, who's two weeks out from his show. And then today, I was training with Rob Cannon at Muscle Works in Orpington. Now, yes, I was getting trained by a trainer there, Rob, who is absolutely phenomenal. Why? Because I want to invest in myself to be the best that I can be. And the second point of that is, the other reason that uh, the main point that we're getting to with this is that the number one reason you're not building muscle is a lack of training intensity. Now, I know that if I work with Rob and I have him training in a session, I am going to get absolutely beasted, but beasted with accuracy and precision, which is what I need, rather than just trying to use blunt force trauma with throwing weight around. So, and again, pendulum squat set today. Uh, last set, did a strip set, dropping like five plates off of it, and it was horrendous. So I was down to no weight on the machine and hit failure, and then I was on the floor. Now, that is the key to growing muscle tissue. Is pushing yourself beyond what you think is capable. We all know that there's always more in the tank. Like if someone had a gun to your head or gun to your wife or your baby's head and said, do another rep, could you genuinely do it or not? Chances are 99.9% of people could do another rep. And it's a skill. It's a skill you have to learn and acquire to be able to push yourself to this level. And you only learn this skill by training with people who are at a very high level, who have the ability to push themselves on and on and on. If you haven't listened to uh, my previous podcast about two ago, which was with Scott Stevenson, the muscle building uh, physiologist bodybuilder, who is an absolute genius when it comes to training, this is something that he goes through in detail. And one of his favorite uh, intensity techniques, so you can use different techniques to increase the intensity of a workout or a set, is a widow maker. And that's essentially where, say, for example, you get a, a squat and you just rep it until you can't do any more. Then you take a breath, or like you keep standing, don't rack it, take a few more breaths, go again, try and get another rep. Don't rack it, take a few more breaths in, try and get another rep. Just keep pushing yourself. And that is the real key to improving your physique is training intensity with accuracy. Hence why at the moment I try and make the most of every opportunity, every set, and just really try and push yourself beyond what you think is possible. Now this is something that <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum that really frustrates me is that, and as I said, this is a skill that you have to learn. And when you're fairly new or you're an intermediate to training, you're not necessarily going to have the skill or ability yet. Is that when people say a workout was too easy, like I'll give a client a workout and they say it's too easy, I'm not tired by the end of it. Well, that means you're not doing it correctly. You're not pushing yourself to your full capabilities. 
if you if you th- if you finish a workout you're like um, I've got more left I'm not too tired that means you're not taking yourself to the places where you need to go pushing yourself as hard as you can now that's the reality now I want you to think about your training stage you've already trained and what you're going to train later on are you going to be able to push yourself to that position can you go beyond what you think you are capable of to get the results you're looking for. Now, I talk a lot about uh, finding your why, because when you find your why and you know what your why is, you'll find your how, as in how you're going to get to the end result. And when you're in those deep, dark sets, you're dying in a pendulum squat, for example, and you're thinking like, I don't want to do another one. And then you're thinking like, oh, I need to, do, I need to look like this to achieve my certain goal for my job or for whatever it is to make my family proud of me, whatever it is to lose weight, that will give you the spur to keep going and push yourself. For me, I have certain thoughts I have in my mind that when I go into those deep, dark places where I'm starting to literally feel like I'm going to die in a set, that I have to push myself through. I think about what I've made being sacrificed by spending so much time essentially in the gym and in the fitness environment and how much I always feel like I have a point to prove. Um, because people see me on social media taking photos, videos, all this stuff. I feel I have to lead by example. And I also never want anyone to think that I don't take what I do seriously because training is my first, it's what I love. I'm not going to say first love, my wife get pissed. Um, it's what I love to do. And it's what I'm hugely passionate about. I want to lead by example and showcase what can be done and try and lead by example in terms of intensity. So that's point number one of why you're probably not building muscle. Now, point number two we're going to come into is too much training volume. Now, this correlates quite well to point number one in terms of training intensity. So most people don't train hard enough, but train doing too much, too many sets. So you often get people who want to train every single day. Now, if you can actually train with weights every single day, then you're not training hard enough. I can guarantee you that because for me, I can hammer myself. I get to about three, four days, and I'm like, I don't want, like, I've had enough now. My body feels tired. I, I need to back off a bit here. Like, of course, I'm mentally strong enough that I could train every single day if I wanted to. And, like, interesting anecdotal evidence of this, when I was first competed um, in 2017, I was Miami Pro, and I was a, a strong 85 kilos. Um, I remember dieting. I trained for three weeks solid with weights, why? Because I wanted to have my training day diet instead of my rest day diet because I had more food. Now, I lost a hell of a lot of muscle during that period because I was overtraining so much. And because you're overtraining, your body gets very fatigued, your strength drops, then you lose more muscle mass, and then your strength drops more, and then you lose more muscle mass, and you get very tired, and then it becomes a vicious circle. So this is why like something with my clients, I always I ask very open-ended questions in terms of biofeedback, in terms of like, how do you feel? How's your sleep been? How's your strength been? How's everything going? Like, do you feel stressed? Because all these factors have a big impact in terms of recovery. Now, your recovery capabilities alongside training intensity will dictate the amount of volume you can do, so the amount of sets you can do in a session and how frequently you can train a certain muscle group. So be aware of doing too much volume that is a lever that a lot of people tend to lean on that more is better and more isn't better, better is better. So think quality over quantity is the key. So the accuracy of what you're doing. Now that brings me into point number three, accuracy of what you're doing. And that's poor technique is why people aren't building muscle. 
Now, your body doesn't necessarily, like this big thing at the moment, and funny enough, I was talking to Rob about it uh, when we trained legs today, was people doing it for the gram. Now, obviously, I love social media. It's great for like networking, meeting people, inspiring people. However, a lot of people are just doing stuff for the gram now. So like, for example, there was a guy doing hack squats who reverse banded the hack squat today, put a load of weight on it. And everyone knows what reverse banding, you're basically using the band to make the hack squat lighter. So then you're putting a band on there to make it lighter, but then adding more weights to make it heavier. So why would you not just do it without the band and do a lighter weight and more control? Because it wouldn't look so cool for Instagram. It's probably the truth. Now, a lot of people just tend to be throwing away around heavy weight. Now, great, that'll work to a certain point, but risk of injury is going to be high. And also, you've got to think about the tension you're trying to put on the muscle you're trying to train. Now, unless you're a power lifter, the weight you're lifting is fucking irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. It's all about the tension on the muscle. So the tension on the muscle is everything and the stress you can create from the tension. That is what creates an adaptive response that will make the body produce uh, new muscle fibers in terms of hyperplasia or grow bigger muscle fibers in terms of hypertrophy. Now, hyperplasia is when uh, muscle fibers uh, replicate, which some studies say is impossible, some say it can be done, and hypertrophy is when muscle fibers basically are growing to get bigger. Now, stress and adaptive response and getting muscle, muscle fibers to break down and then repair bigger is our end goal, and the best way to do that is putting tension on the muscle through a load for a certain period of time. Now this requires technique and again comes down to a skill, which is why if you're unsure on any exercise, something doesn't feel right, you need to hone that skill of training. Now training is a skill, like everything is going to have performing a squat, a lunge, it's like learning to walk. You just you don't have that as a gift from the, out, the, out the cradle to be able to go and barbell squat. Now, what I would suggest as a big tip, if you find a certain exercise doesn't work for you or you're not feeling in the right place or you feel it in your joints, go and do something else. Find what works for you and focus on getting phenomenally good and phenomenally strong at those who put tension on the muscle and you will get lots of growth. So for me, for example, I'm very strong at a barbell squat with like in terms of weight, in terms of load. However, in terms of actually utilizing my quads, which I'm trying to grow, my quads, because I have a long femur, are very flat-footed, mean like long femur, I have long thigh bones. I will naturally tend to load my glutes, hamstrings, lower back very heavily. I'm very lower back dominant anyway. So therefore, when I go and do a barbell squat, a squat isn't a great exercise for me to engage and grow my quads. I can counterbalance that by using a heel wedge or like little plates to raise my heels to improve the angle and the loading onto my quads. However, I would be much better off just going into doing something like a conventional hack squat or a leg press where I can focus on isolating more and to having more stability at the hip and putting the force and tension through my quads. Now, I referred there to stability. Now, this is another reason why people tend to struggle to build muscle mass leading back to tension is that they can't create stability. To, so you can't have... Uh, tension on the muscle without stability. So if you've got a rope and you try and pull it tight and both ends are moving, you can't put any tension on the rope. But if you anchor one end of the rope and then you try and pull on the other end, it's going to go tight. So if you think about the same as a muscle fiber, if your hips are unstable, you won't be able to get as much tension in your quads and contraction there. So your stability for your lower body comes through the hips and the stability for the upper body comes through the scapula. 
Now, these are both areas where people have a lot of issues, myself included, and I put a lot of work into improving them. Uh, in particular, I was talking to Rob today about in terms of I'm doing like what's called a sprinter's pose lunge, where I basically stand and like do a lunge and then balance on one foot with my alternate leg like lifted high uh, to engage my rec fem and also to focus on my stability. When I first started trying to do this six to eight weeks ago, I literally could not balance my right foot at all. And it's actually virgin and embarrassing slightly, bear in mind, I'm a fairly high level trainer. Now, in terms of um, who pointed this out to me was Dr. Jordan Shalley, who's also been on the podcast. So again, listen to that episode because that's phenomenal. And we talk about what he has prescribed to help me with this in slightly more detail. So check out that episode slightly more. But basically, he explains that if you can't load one leg and can't train on one leg, you have no right to be training with two. So focusing it very strong with one leg first. And then when you go and train to two legs, you'll get as much growth as possible. So... That is my points and technique, and it also correlates to upper body. If you've got certain weaknesses where with muscle imbalances, that's most likely a training technique issue. Now we roll into point number four, and that's poor recovery. So recovery comes down to a couple of different factors. Well, two first thing I'm going to talk over are sleep and stress. So ideally, you want to be getting seven to eight hours of good sleep per night, uh, and try and keep a consistent sleeping pattern. Now, I've been in three countries in three weeks, and so mine is an absolute mess. Uh, and I use something called an aura ring, which basically measures your HRV, which is your heart rate variability, your sleep, loads of other bits and pieces. I highly recommend getting one. Now, that will also give you a sleep score, and that is a great way to quantify how well you're doing in terms of recovery and sleep. Also, the aura ring will give you a recovery and a readiness score every day, which is quite a fun game, and you're a bit sad like me to see how high you can get that. So... That's something I'd highly recommend. Uh, in terms of sleep as well, if you're a bigger guy like myself, I tend to struggle to breathe through my nose. And I've, something that has made a big difference to me to my life is probably the easiest thing for improving my sleep is um, using nasal strips, open up my nasal passages so I can breathe through my nose properly when I sleep. That's made a big, big difference. It stopped me snoring so much. My wife's over the moon. And um, I'm sleeping a lot better. A couple of other easy tips to make sure you can try and sleep in a cool room nice and dark, um, and I always have a decent quality mattress and an orthopedic pillow is a big recommendation for me. In terms of stress management, that yeah, has a big impact. So when, you have, when you're highly stressed, your body releases cortisol, which is catabolic. If it's catabolic, it's obviously going to be breaking down muscle tissue. It's not going to be helping you with uh, building muscle, which is our end game here. So try and chill as much as you can. Uh, something I'm a big fan of is going for a walk every morning, even if it's just 20, 30 minutes. Just to clear your head at the start of the day is a great way to prepare yourself for the day going forward. My other big thing for managing stress and anxiety, which I get a little bit with quite a lot going on uh, with clients, with work, my own training, is writing lists. Because I find if I just write stuff down, it just brain dumps it off my mind and it reduces my stress levels. And so that's some, those are some little take-home snippets you can take away from this. Now, point number five, the last reason as to why you're not building muscle mass. And this is something that drives me mental. And to be fair, I, I did it when I was younger. I got very fat doing it. So um, bear in mind, I weigh 98 kilos now. I'm a bit softer than I'd like to be. I was 108 kilos about five years ago because I was doing the dirty bulk. Now, this comes back down to what we want to call talk about number five. is not enough high-quality nutrients. Now, by like, yes, there's the debate of calories, calorie. However, a calorie from... Uh, from like Domino's pizza and Ben and Jerry's versus steak and rice 
is going to have a completely different micronutrient breakdown and have a completely different result on how your body uptakes those nutrients, regardless even if the fucking macros are the same. I don't give shit what anyone says. Like, I love Pop-Tarts and loads of stuff like that. However, I am very self-aware of how my body feels. But if I start eating a lot of stuff like that, my joints become very inflamed. I feel puffy. You don't feel great. You don't feel as good as you can. Your digestion feels bloated. So if you want to maximize your muscle mass, muscle, uh, maximize your growth, you have to feed your body the nutrients it needs. You have to, be able to uptake those nutrients correctly. And that comes down to managing your digestion. Now, by managing your digestion, where you have to try and like eliminate these shitty junk foods that are going to cause you to feel bloated, cause any distress when you go to the toilet, anything bad digestively will basically be a sign that your body's not uptaking nutrients particularly well. So I'm a big fan of using digestive enzymes uh, with like bigger meals, and I'm a big fan of also using... Um, using GDA, so glucose disposal agents, uh, which have things like natural supplements like berberine in it, which help with shuffling carbohydrates into the muscle cells. So I'd recommend using something like that pre and post workout when you can have larger carbohydrate meals, which your bodies can have more carbs to try and shuffle into the muscles. So that would be another little supplement tip I would recommend to take home from this. Another point in terms of digestion, um, which is an easy mistake to make, is to consume too much liquid when you're eating meals so if you're drinking say for example your, your body works using hydrochloric acid in your stomach to break down food if you're going to be drinking you drink a liter of say orange squash whilst you eat a meal that's going to dilute your stomach acid down to a degree which is going to cause your digestion to slow down now we want digestion to be optimal therefore try to drink most of your fluids between meals now in terms of if you're taking a lot of carbohydrates from personal experience the easiest carbohydrate source to digest is anything that's rice-based. So if you're going very high carbohydrates, um, I would try stuff like rice cakes, uh, ground rice, rice flakes, normal, obviously, white rice. Anything that's rice-based, rice, it works really, really well, and your body will be able to take it up um, without causing much gastric distress, which is the end goal. So that pretty much wraps it up, guys. These are my five basic points in terms of building muscle. The last thing I want you to do is just be patient. Now, I'm not the greatest advocate this myself, hence why I've never been able to probably achieve huge amounts more muscle mass than I have at the moment, is that you need to be patient because when you're in a gaining phase, it will take you a while to add muscle tissue. You're not going to add a kilo a week. That's impossible. Like If you're going up that fast, you're accumulating body fat, and that's just inevitable. To grow muscle, you have to be in a calorie surplus. So like at that point, there is going to be some like body fat accumulated which is why I recommend with everyone, even when they come to me and they say, Look, I want to go on a gaining phase, nearly everyone has to diet a little bit at the start to get their carbohydrate and insulin sensitivity up, be a bit leaner, so it gives them that wiggle room to push their weight up without getting too fat. Once your body fat goes beyond a certain percentage, hormonally you're in a bad way where you're not going to be able to grow muscle optimally, utilize nutrients optimally, and chances are you end up storing more body fat for adding a little bit of muscle tissue. And when you try and get that body fat off chance so you lose that extra muscle tissue anyway. So these are my top five tips for muscle building, guys. Hope you enjoy them. Hope it helps you over this gaming season in the winter. If you guys haven't already, please leave me a five-star review on the podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and drop me a message directly on IG at charliejohnsonfitness or drop me an email, uh, which is charlie at charliejohnsonfitness.com. Nice and easy. So keep crushing it, keep training hard, and keep those gains coming.